on the 160th episode of the Fantasy Lens Podcast. We have finally arrived. Week one of the 2022 NFL season is here, and we are pumped to be back for our eighth season to talk football for the next 18 weeks. It's our favorite time of year, so let's start the show. Welcome to Fantasy Ones, and we did it up to week one, real football, real fantasy, draft season, although it's a great great season, draft season's over, and now it's time to get to week one, kind of the, uh, you just, you know, hopefully your draft works out because you're not starting any of your bench guys, you're starting all your, you know, your top draft picks, no waiver wire yet, and just, you know, hope everything works out, hope the guys that you picked actually pan out yeah don't go don't go uh, crazy this uh this week play your guys that you drafted yeah. in those spots don't don't overthink it um the one one thing that uh, i know john always preaches and he's right if you have a guy playing on thursday do not put him in your flex position make sure he's in the position he's supposed to be playing so that when i need a new th- i need a new thing though too many people are saying that on twitter so yeah. i need a new thing to say to yeah. people that, hey, that makes me seem smart but <laughs> yeah, you planted you planted your flag on that on that island early so like they can jump on your island exactly you don't, have to, you don't have to be ashamed for starting an island and then people you have visitors now like you just did a good job yeah huh? you you created the all-inclusive resort and now everyone Made else else is all, say sandals resort <laughs> and now uh, yeah, yeah everyone's doing it but no yeah that's... now there's the sandals everywhere so what that's not your fault for you know doing a good sandals yeah and that uh, like, like i said it's it's a, it's a solid thing to you know, like, pay attention to because it's something that people don't pay attention to. We really don't. Another thing we stress in the first week, at least the first week, start your starters. Uh, you know, unless they're injured or you know were injured in the off season or late last season, and you're just worried about them getting ramped up. Um, I'm talking about you, people like J.K. Dobbins. I would not start him this week, even if he played. People like that. Um, besides that, start your starters. Uh, you know, no reason digging into your bench to replace your third round draft pick this early um, in the in the going. Yeah, the, yeah. Don't get cute. You drafted them to be your starter for a reason. Don't be like, oh, well, they're playing. You know, the Bills defense. Or you know, just whatever. Yeah. Like, play them. You need to play your starter. That's yeah. why you fucking. That's yeah. why you drafted them. That's why you drafted. Yeah. Them don't go. Them. Don't go yelling about like matchups if you have like a Cortland Sutton that you probably had to spend a fourth round pick on. Like just, just throw them out there and, and, you know, hope for the best. Don't be like, Hey, you know, uh, you know, there's some rookie wide receiver. Romeo Dubes looked real nice in the preseason. Cause those preseason guys always take a couple weeks to get going. Even Justin Jefferson, his historic rookie season took until week three or four to really, uh, start catching balls. Yeah, and and you know the one guy who does go off. Don't be like, oh well, you know you'll have the guy on Twitter being like, I called it. Yeah, and like the sixty-five yeah. other things you didn't call. You know, like you were wrong on. You know, you're gonna. It's don't don't the odds are, are not in your favor. On the on the reverse on the flip side of that though, hold on to your rookies. Uh, I'd say the biggest thing to watch for is is snap count with them. Again, rookies do not tend to come out the gate firing the first couple of weeks. 
But if they're on the field, if they're mainly for receivers, like stuff like that, if they're on the field and they're starting and they're getting heavy snaps, hold on to them because they're obviously trusted by their team. It's going to take a couple weeks. Even the best guys take a few weeks. Um, Don't go dumping your rookies right away. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. And snap count is a big thing. And uh, what dumping your rookies is that? It? Yeah, no, it's just it, it just sounded like don't go breaking my heart. I just, <laughs> I was just thinking it in my head. Yeah, don't go dumping your rooks. You could, John. I need you to like sing a. Couldn't do it if I tried. <laughs> I'm not singing. Um, all right, those, those are two good lo- rules to live by for sure. Um, and draft also, season, draft season is not over. Um, technically, yet I still have uh, five or six rounds left in my last draft so uh one rule is if you if there is a big week one guy and he looks like he does have a clear uh path for the rest of the season snap that guy up because the the big waiver guys you and if you're on a fab budget spend 50 dollars because you're not going to get a late season guy that's worth 50 bucks unless it's like a quarterback or some shit in a two week yes smash those waivers (laughs) or if you don't have waivers pick them up Seriously, I hate fantasy experts who tell you to look. Rookies are a different story. I know I said hold on to your rookies if they don't overperform. Uh, don't go dumping your rooks. But if you have don't a third, fourth year guy that just changed teams and is just not doesn't have a role that you thought he had, dump him for somebody who clearly has a role. This is the most important waiver week. Next, second week, third week, yeah. It all just dwindles and dwindles every week of the year. And then you have one or two guys that, that break out quarter season, mid-season, whatever. But this, you know, pay attention hard and don't be like, I think i got to save my waiver positions or my waiver yeah. cash. This is when they're all the good ones are taken. And you're going to get a guy who nobody drafted this week who's going to finish as a top 20 running back or receiver every single year it happens. Just just do it. Just I mean, two years ago, I finally took your advice, and I just got James Robinson in every league I could. Helped me out stupendously. Yeah, I hate. I I, I want to you know shake the fantasy analysis <laughs> who like say can't overreact to week one. There's no overreacting to two catches for 120 yards and two touchdowns, and overreacting to 12 targets. Like, it, there's a clear difference between overreacting to stats that don't seem normal and not overreacting to somebody who's clearly a part of the game plan. So, yeah, volume. Just look for volume week one, see who's getting involved in new uh, offenses, was... new teams. Yeah, there was like that the one Cowboys receiver who had three catches and two touchdowns week one like five years ago. Oh, fuck, what was his name? I forget. Anyways, but yeah. that was, And then everyone spent everything on him, and did, he did nothing the rest of the season. Okay, yeah. Oh. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I just I just remember that game vividly. All right, so, anyways, speaking of it being towards the end of draft season, let's do a draft detox, and seeing as how, at least I went through three drafts, Anthony, you've probably gone through a few more. Um, guys that have dropped higher, gone lower than you thought they would after our rankings, after doing mock drafts. One for me is... Um, even with um, the like where I saw him on list and all the hype he's been getting from the media, Brees Hall went a lot higher than I thought he would be going. Yeah, and he, he was 
way too rich for my blood at his ADP. I've been burned by rookie running backs before, um, and the talent's there. But, again, I don't know what it – maybe it's the Jets that scare me. Maybe that's what really scares mm-hmm. me. But, but yeah, he's been flying, flying up draft boards, which is crazy. Um, I have one question for all you round three, round for all four Brees Hall drafters. Um, are you comfortable with spending that high of a pick on someone who's going to split carries 50-50 this year? Because uh, that's what you're getting. And, you know, they're they're on the Jets. It's not a good offense. I don't understand. It, it, it's the most baffling fantasy situation I can remember it. We're talking about sure a, a good college running back who is now on a bad offense who is gonna split carries. Michael Carter was not bad. He was named the starter. Why he was pretty not, good last year. Yeah. Yeah. Why are we just not listening to anything our eyes are showing us and we're just like now? Nah, but I liked him in college. I, I don't understand this one. This one baffles me completely. And I just yeah. uh, in the in the league I'm drafting right now, Michael Carter just went round eleven. So. You know, it's much better value. Yeah, I was gonna say much, much better value. I would say they probably have similar seasons. In PPR, they, in yeah. PPR, Brees Hall might have more points, uh, like a bit higher, like fifty more points maybe. But over seventeen weeks, that's three points a week, two point two and a half points a week. I think they have extraordinarily similar seasons because uh, you know Michael Carter, they like him on pass catching downs and. They really, you know, praise him for pass blocking. And you can't, for a rookie quarterback or, you know, a sophomore quarterback, you can't put a price on that. I I think it's really naive to just think that Brees Hall is going to come in and be a complete three-round back, three-down back. I I don't see it, and I I don't understand. One of the weirder uh, fantasy, just because of his college pedigree, and you're just completely ignoring situation, which is kind of strange to me. I mean, we also draft with a bunch of Jet fans, but me as a rational Jet fan, knew to stay away because <laughs> no way. You are you are pretty uh, pretty smart when it comes to like not being a homer and just picking players. I think yeah. the last Jet player I had that actually like started my team was Eric Decker, twenty sixteen maybe or twenty fifteen. It's really weird that Jets fans do pick like draft homers, and Giants fans are the complete opposite, where they are so disgusted by the team that they refuse to draft <laughs> Giants like all Giants mm-hmm. fans I, the guy in our league who's a Giants fan who drafted Barkley was like really disgusted in himself he's like, <laughs> I, was like I know it's the second round I hate that I had to do this um, and now I, I'm forced to kind of root for a Giants offense that's going to let me down in multiple ways now this year uh, and I have two Giants on my team so we'll see yeah I'm I mean that's it for me fantasy team but it's I, I hedged. I got Kadarius Tony when he gets injured week two. I got his you know replacement in Wandell Robinson. So it's more of a hedge. Wait. Last pick in the draft kind of thing. Who cares? Speaking of Wandell Robinson, of guys that might look like they're in the game script a lot more than people thought. I think Wandell Robinson might be the guy. But but let's oh. that's a discussion for next week. Interesting, interesting take. Interesting take. All right, I have one more running back that I thought uh, we ranked um, a bit higher and uh, after preseason and what the coaches are saying and what the coaches are saying going into the games, 
I think Miles Sanders, before preseason, I think we had him ranked almost accurately. He dropped down a lot because it was all like Miles Sanders is uh, the water boy for the Eagles now. Uh, Miles Sanders is, uh, you know, cleaning up the towels in the facility. And then all of a sudden, the offensive coordinator was like, oh, yeah, Miles Sanders is our guy. I don't believe it. Everyone let him drop to like eight, nine. I I don't believe it until I see it. Everyone says it. And not to mention, Miles Sanders does get hurt. We do like him. But, uh,. I mean, yeah. I drafted Kenneth Gainwell in one league in, like, the 12th round. Got, uh, 11th round, I you, think. You have Gainwell. You have Boston Scott. And now you have Trey Sermon on the team. Uh, second, you know, round. I'm just saying, you, haven't, you, you, have, you have guys there that... Um, and, and let's just say, like, actually, the biggest running back on the team, Jalen Hurts. Um, That's true. Yeah, we're forgetting Jalen Hurts. <laughs> the, the greedy boy. He, yeah, um, he has a nickname for a reason. It's only on this podcast, but it is a nickname. <laughs> no one knows it. Um, but it is Greedy Boy. He does not hand off on any of those uh, <laughs> on those plays. Any, any, op- any option, it's always he just holds on to it. So it's Jalen Hurts has a T-shirt that says it's Jalen Hurts time. Like it's always, it's always this, his time. There's only this one option. This Eagles team has like low key dream team vibes. You remember when the Eagles stacked so many good players yeah. in the season? Yeah. Which admittedly, they have a great offensive line. They stacked, you know, they got A.J. Brown. They got some defensive players. Um, they picked up a lot of good players in the offseason. I'm just getting vibes of the dream team. Uh, the one thing people aren't noticing is that they were very good last year when they switched to a college-style um, option offense in the le- second half of the season. That's when they went on a roll. There's a, there's a very strict time limit for that in the NFL before um, defensive coordinators are like, all right, I'm going to shut this shit down. Uh, that shit gets shut down quick. And if they come back year two and they're not trying to run an actual offense and they're still doing this option bullshit with Jalen Hurts, I think they're they're going to have a really tough time on good defenses doing that. They'll beat up on the bad teams, but uh, they got absolutely smoked by Tampa Bay in the playoffs. And, and I don't know. I'm not as high on the Eagles as a lot of people are right now. I, I don't think they're going to continue with that option offense. And, you know, according to what people are saying is Hurts is definitely looking a little more accurate than he was in his passing, which is good. Obviously, he needs to be more accurate. Uh, can't just run the ball a thousand times. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm feeling good. But back to Miles Sanders, though, if that's really what we're trying to take. I, I don't agree, even though they say he's the guy. I don't believe it. Until I see it, until I see him in the end zone and I see him playing in the third and fourth quarter, mm-hmm. I'm not going to believe it. Okay, so you think he yeah. was drafted accurately. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy between the 20-yard line and the 20-yard line. He is that guy for sure. He's a great guy that gets you uh, 60 yards on a drive and then just disappears. And then for some reason the fourth quarter he doesn't play at all. And Mm-mm. We love Miles Sanders. This is nothing against you, Miles. You, you deserve better. Yeah, someone tried to – I was at a live draft and someone tried to talk crap about Miles Sanders and I like shut it down quick. I'm like, the dude averages over five yards a carry. Uh, you're wrong. And shit out. I I had a couple mimosas in me. I got a little offended, (laughs) and I'm like, I I just, I I was like, no, Miles Sanders is really good. (laughs) If you're defending Miles Sanders without a couple mimosas in you, (laughs) then you're too passionate about football. For sure. And is isn't this weird that this is like our first um, non-boy boy? Where usually we have real big anti-drafters who are like, I don't want that guy on my team, and I hate that guy as well. 
like we're very passionate about. We're like, I don't like this guy. Don't think he's a good football player. Don't want him on my team. Miles Sanders, one of our first boys ever. That's like great football player. Love the guy. Don't want him on my team. Never want to draft him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just you can play in the other yard. We don't. We yeah. don't want you over here. I uh, had you... him for half the season last year, and, and most of the games I did not put him in my flex. That's how bad it got. So uh, I just didn't. I just kept thinking about that when his name was coming up, round by after round after round, and that's the same thing yeah. that I drafted him last year because his name was coming up round after round after round. And I was probably like, now we're like 30, 30 spots past his ADP. I have to draft him. And I was like, not not getting tricked. Not, not getting the, tricked this year. Not this, not this year. Not this year. Uh, do you guys have anyone that you thought uh, surprised you on on their draft position? Yeah, I got I got one. Not even on so much on position, but just like a a zeitgeist feeling about him mm-hmm. with every draft I was in. Justin Jefferson, uh, you know, I ranked him below Cup. Uh, running backs are all the rage every year, but every draft I was in, it's that when you when whoever had that third pick was like. I don't know what it is, but I'm having a hard time not picking Justin Jefferson. I don't know. Maybe it's I want Cup. Maybe Eckler is a smarter play. Henry is guaranteed yards, but um, and I, I had third pick in my in our big draft, and uh, really wanted to take him until the second guy did not go with Christian McCaffrey, and then I figured I I kind of owed it to myself to just roll the dice on Christian McCaffrey. Who is the um, you know highest scoring fantasy player ever when he's healthy per game? So uh, that's also a good stat. Yeah, that's a good stat to just bust out. Like, oh, why'd you pick Christian McCaffrey? Well, funny yeah. that you ask. Yes, when he plays football, he's the best fantasy football player ever. Um, now I'd still say you know over career that's LT, but Ladainian Thomason. But um, yeah, Jefferson. If if Christian McCaffrey is picked second like he normally is uh, in, in our draft. It got switched up at Austin Eckler. I don't hate it. Um, you're going for, you know, you know guaranteed Consistency, health. yeah. Yeah, consistency. Uh, if that wasn't the case, I would have gone Jefferson third, and I just saw that in a lot of drafts. And I was like, wow, everybody's kind of just wants to be a part of Justin Jefferson, it seems like. He's electric. He is. And, I mean, and the offense is going to be opened up even more. You know, with uh, Zimmer gone, so mm-hmm. it's it's just gonna be it's gonna be sick. I I, I was happy too because I once McCaffrey was still there and I thought you were gonna go Jefferson. I'm like, well, I got either one. Like it was literally yeah, whoever's left. I I'm I'm extremely happy. Yeah, I saw I I could feel your eyes lighting up that like <laughs> oh I get to pick one of these two guys. A lot of people are thinking um he's got a two thousand yard season in him this year. And it just goes to show it's that thing we were talking about before the draft where it's like I have my rankings, but then when it gets to me, I just want to pick the guy that I'm more excited about. Yeah, I want to be excited about this. It's exactly what I did with T. Higgins. I talked myself into it. um, The very, you know, third pick of the third round. Yeah, I I had him ranked lower than you guys. And then it was him, Pittman, a few other guys. And I was like. I love T. Higgins. This guy's a wide receiver one if things break right, like a, a high-end wide receiver one. Well, Could be a top three receiver if things break right. I got to pick him. Let's get into that because he was going to be the guy I was just bringing up. Um, yeah. He's been getting drafted. He's been falling. I just got him in the end of the third round behind the likes of D.K. Metcalf, 
and AJ cool. Brown. Um, and people like Zeke Elliott before him, Cam Akers, don't like any of those. Um, Cam Akers in the third round is wild. Ridiculous. So here, I, here's the thing. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no, I got in our draft, I, I had to pick him because he fell to uh, the bottom. The, I think it was the top of the – I picked him in the fifth, I believe. And I was like, I okay, I, I need an RB2. I'm going to have to pick him here. He's the best of the guys left. But third round for Cam Akers is just ridiculous. insane. So ri- ridiculous. And I can't stand it. Um, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. He can. He could, he could turn into something good, for sure. Good offense. You've seen flashes. But injury and other things I just don't like about him, especially that high. But anyway, T. Higgins, last year, he had only seven less receptions than Jamar Chase in three less games. And he had over 1,000 yards averaging a 14.7 yards. So he played three less games, only had seven less receptions than Jamar Chase. Like, six touchdowns. Like So yeah, Chase had the 13 touchdowns. But Higgins, like, he's going to gobble up receptions this year. Like, it's going to be... And in any PPR league, his value should be way higher than we're, than we're drafting him. Or than most people are drafting him. Yeah, and if you remember, the, the Bengals really kind of changed philosophies... I'd say game nine, ten around that time where they were like, just like, fuck it. Let's just let Burrow's so good. Let's just let him, let's open it up. Let's pass more. They were doing a lot of like mix in first and second down. Um, they were trying to establish this kind of identity that didn't work with their team because their line's not good enough um, because they have great weapons. So why would you uh, kind of kneecap yourself by being this? I think they were thinking more, you know, Burrow was injured the year before. Let's ease him in and yeah. the run game. And then when they saw Burrow was fully healthy and back, they let it loose. And from that point on, T. Higgins was a, a bona fide wide receiver one. Like, just a guy. Like, he won everybody the fantasy playoffs who had him um, and was a bona fide wide receiver one. And so was Jamar Chase. But uh, that, all that was coming into my head when his name was being called in the bottom of the top of the third and I was like yeah, man. I would have picked him in the second if I had to I really <laughs> just want him on my team he um only yeah. averaged less than uh I mean, eight less yards per game just about uh than uh Jamar Chase so on a per game basis it's pretty close in yardage pretty damn close for a guy who's yeah, been drafted and top Chase six really seven. stacked some games and that that absolutely yeah Chase had like 40 percent of his points in four games I think they're really neck and neck. I'm starting to really tighten up with those two. Um, And I love them both, but, you know, you get one, two rounds at least later than the other. Yeah. Anyone, uh, who else you guys got that either dropping or getting drafted maybe too high or you saw like shoot up? I mean, the obvious obvious one is Damian Pierce, right? Like, Yeah, I I mean, I I have him on two teams. Like, I think I got him in the – fifth round which i think is probably a fair price like i should that's just like him rocking it up because they have literally no one else and they cut marlon mack and i mean like i think it's like a fair price for him though it's not like people were taking him in like the second or third round just watch him lose touchdowns to like rex burkhead like you know i hope happen, not right like you know It'll probably happen he's a solid uh look you you should go into the season with him as a flex consideration, I wouldn't feel too comfortable RB2 going in, but I think he, he was a very solid draft pick. But yeah, he had been, and even like the rankings, like Yahoo rankings, which are notoriously awful, 
had him uh, fourth round ADP, and I was like, okay, come on, we gotta we gotta settle down on this a little. I remember drafting uh, fucking what's his name on the Rams uh, in the fourth round when he was a rookie. Uh, the guy who was the uh, Todd Gurley. Uh, oh, so it's yeah. like, come on, we're gonna we can't just these rookies. These rookie running backs are just going way too high lately, like in the last few years. Yeah, I mean, people are, it's it, you know, it's now more hype. You know, you, you have more yeah. more social media hype and everything, and everyone just loses their mind. And the moment someone like, oh, this guy's hurt, he's obviously the number one now, and then it, it snowballs because, and then you get the people retweeting it or you know saying it over and over again, and then it just becomes gospel. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was probably the best uh, mm-hmm. example of that recently where we didn't see him run a run a play and he rocketed up to the first round. People were picking him mid-first round his rookie season and we all in unison said, that's insane. You can't pick a rookie in the first round. I don't care who it is. You can't pick a rookie in the first round. When has it ever... It worked out with Jamar Chase last year. Um Justin Jefferson, Odell Beckham. Uh, it's just rare that rookies. Yeah. Well, no, that. Justin Jefferson went his rookie year went really late. No, I really. I, I'm just saying, like, like who had like uh, uh, well, yeah. who had a who had a rookie year that you would have deserved to draft him in the first round if you gotcha, were to gotcha, replay gotcha. Barkley, uh, his rookie season. Like, if you replayed the first round, he deserved to go in the first round. It's kind of how I'm thinking of it, and that's just so rare that that happens. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, I had a guy who fell a lot, uh, Deontay Johnson, who I'm a big fan of. Mm-hmm. I think people, you know, there's so many pundits trying to convince you that it's a better offense now without Roethlisberger, which I agree. He was very putrid, probably. He was so inaccurate. Yeah, he's probably the worst quarterback in football last year, so any quarterback is better. But Deontay Johnson, who is the best receiver on that team, was really adept at running the, um, I don't know what you want to call it, like the, the, the shotgun run maybe style of offense that Roethlisberger had where they didn't actually run the ball, they just passed it two yards every time yeah and and Deontay Johnson had like 14 targets every game in the shotgun run offense uh and I don't I don't I don't think that's happening again this year I, I think it's gonna be a completely different offense so I think he can only go down uh not bad he's not gonna be bad no, but no, no. he's gonna only gonna go down in my opinion which is fine for me because I in an I think in Brian in your league I got um I forget who my Keenan Allen, um, Michael Pittman and Deontay Johnson. Just like PPR beasts and like target beasts. Yeah. Which is like I mean, Deontay Johnson's hype last year was probably little was inflated because people were saying like like fringe wide receiver one, like very high wide receiver two. Probably more accurate now, but very glad I was able to get him in at least one league as a wide receiver three. So that's, I think it's a strong wide receiver three. Oh yeah, no three for sure. I would. I'm not. I'm not comfortable really having him as a two. On the, in the, I don't know. I mean, maybe a two is actually not bad. 
but he's I think still two's, good. Yeah, he is I mean, still yeah, good. Two, I think two is fine. Receiver. I think two is fine. Yeah, that's. But you were able to get him as a three because he was falling like way past his ADP in a lot of drafts. Yeah, I was in. It was just I think a lot of people were like, "Is he gonna like?" He really killed it on on uh, targets. And what's gonna happen this year? There's another player who's been. I think getting completely drafted way too high um, for someone who showed a little bit at the end of last year. I know he's on an offense that's going to be one of the best in the league, but Gabe Davis or Gabriel Davis, whatever, he is going so high. I'm just looking at like mm-hmm. the, the, like higher than Sutton, Mooney, like right around the Chris Godwin area, Marquise Brown, like. This guy, like he hasn't, where has he really shown? Like I don't know. It's this is. This I is definitely just, put him higher than Mooney. But this is like pure hype, though. I mean, we've seen Mooney at least do it, like, and with shitty quarterbacks. So it's like, I, I just don't, I, I just don't get it. Like he's just, and he's constantly just been moving up and moving up and moving up, and I just, I don't know. He's just a guy. I just I don't see it. My, I would never, I would never get him. It just wait. So too you hard. think he's like the Marquez Callaway of this year's draft, like the guy who all the offense and the quarterback and everybody's saying, "Oh yeah, this guy's going to be uh, a, a starting outside receiver on a good offense." You're gonna, you're gonna want him, and then he he comes out and it just kind of falls flat. Yeah, I mean, look, you have Diggs who's going to obviously get a good, you know, he's obviously they're. they're they're straight number one. You have a, a solid tight end in Dawson Knox. And I, honestly, I, I like Isaiah McKenzie, like their slot receiver, to be a little, yeah. little more. Yeah, but they yeah. lost, what, they lost Sammy Watkins. They lost, I mean, he yeah. still got a, he still got decent amount of targets. They lost one other receiver that ate up a bunch yeah, of targets. Yeah. I mean, Jameson Crowder's not going to, I don't think, he's not as good as Cole Beasley. So I think, I mean, Gabriel Davis definitely, or Gabe Davis now, whatever he's called. Um, I mean, people definitely were going very extreme for him, but semi-justified. If I'm going to grab a Bills wide receiver not named uh, Stephon Diggs, I'm going to wait, and I wait till the near the end of the draft, and I'd go with Isaiah McKenzie. Just... I, I'm not down on Gabe Davis, only because there's, like, sex appeal. It's like, uh, you don't know. You, the last you saw of Gabe Davis, he yeah. was... He was uh, lighting it up against the Chiefs, and you're like, "Oh, I like that! Look at this guy <laughs> that's catching touchdowns on every drive." Um, so there's at least like something to hang your hat on. Something it's not just like new guy, new offense, or or something where uh, or somebody leaves and this unknown commodity is taking over. At least we've all kind of seen uh, his star shine bright. So. Uh, while um, I'm not going into the season having him anything higher than a flex, and hopefully uh, where he was drafted, he's more of a bench player uh, that you're hoping uh, it becomes a starter throughout the. That's where I'm more comfortable him on. My first guy off the bench is like I I love having him there. Yeah, I mean, but that just seems like it's not where he's getting drafted. I mean, it's I mean. Uh, I'm only have it because I'm. I literally have the the league up right now that I am drafting. He was drafted 51 overall, like that's way too high. 51st overall pick, like that's yeah. Should be yeah, I, I don't know how that happens. I was able to snag him as my for my first guy off the bench in your league, Anthony, and 
and I think in our in our league we, it was uh, it was a little higher. I think he was more of a a flex player, but we have a three wide receiver league, so yeah. that's still a wide receiver four. Um, but 50, 50th pick is is kind of wild. Crazy. Yeah. At at that point, yeah, I agree with you fully that we're gonna have to pump these brakes just a bit. Pump the brakes. All right, anyone else, or should we move on to the games? I could go all day with this, probably, just because we all got done with our many drafts, so let's move on. Okay. Let's go on to the games. Uh, Week one, let's start with the Thursday night game, the Bills at the Rams. Um, I mean, we just got got done talking about Gabe Davis. Seems like (laughs) we're either a flex or put him on your bench for the first game at least, see what happens. And then you can start him if he looks like he's getting a bunch of targets like we all think he might. What do you think, though? I would I would usually agree with you, put him on the bench. What about the idea that Jalen Ramsey is the best cornerback in football and is probably going to be locked down to Stephon Diggs? Does that change your mind a little bit about Gabe Davis in this game? Yeah, probably. <laughs> or if, if you're talking about Anthony, Anthony, this is yeah. going to be like, oh, this is going to be Isaiah McKenzie because you don't want the second best. You want the third best cornerback sure. on a guy. So, Anthony, when he gets 150 yards this game, are you going to feel bad or what's going on? Why? I'm not going to feel bad because it's not going to happen. And even, <laughs> if, even if it did happen, look, everyone's going to everyone's going to talk their shit and then he's going to fade into nothing. I, I, I don't I don't see it for Gabe Davis. I, everyone's losing their minds because of that that one game, the one game. One game, four, that, I know it's four. I know, I know it's two hundred twenty yards and four touchdowns. I get it, but everyone's losing their mind over one. Uh, game. Also, the only drive that uh, him and Josh Allen play, the only drive the starters played in preseason, when uh, Josh Allen evaded like two people, did a little three sixty, and then just chucked it up in the end zone and gave Davis like completely leapfrogged his defender to catch it. Like, that was a sick play. I think everybody saw that in preseason, and we're like, three rounds higher. Yeah, exactly. Let's go, Dave Davis. So, honestly, look, I'm gonna t- I'll am gonna. i say it right now. More fantasy points this week, Isaiah McKenzie over Gabe Davis. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. I don't, I don't want to play any. I, I don't want to play either of them. I don't agree. Uh, <laughs> Obviously. I, uh, my, I, my bigger question mark, no, Gabe Davis is a fine flex. But uh, my bigger question marks are the running backs. Both all of them. them. All of them. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. Every single one. Like any of them, because I, I did draft Cam Akers as my running back too. I am. Ve- I know we just got done with the whole spiel of just start the guys where you draft them. But isn't he like um, questionable? Is he like he's still? No, he's fully, he's fully participating. Dull. But he just got back in practice this week. Achilles is notoriously a tough injury, uh, obviously, and. <laughs> I think they're going to start the first couple of weeks with more of a running back by committee. And I'm like seriously debating putting JD McKissick in instead of him who gets to face fucking Jacksonville and is dealing with a running back who got shot, um, prez up and, uh, another running back who just likes to throw the ball on the ground as if he got shot while running the ball. So, <laughs> I, he's in a pretty good sh- situation. So, I don't know. What do you guys think? A guy like J.D. McKissick, a guy who would normally stay on your bench this week, do you elevate him over um, a Henderson, Akers, 
Singletary or Cook? Go for it, John. I'll go next. It's a bit of a risk, but it might be worth it. Although this is the type of thing where, like, oh, you know, we're gonna get our we're gonna get our guys like up to game speed, or so we're gonna give them like 15 touches, no matter what. Yeah. Like, is J.D. McKissick ever gonna get that many touches? Probably not. But he's gonna get a lot more catches, I guess. See, when it comes to Bills running backs, they're not guys you drafted to be like, yeah, they're my they're my they're my definite starters. So I would do the J.D. McKissick over Singletary or Cook. Um, but I think I would still, if if, if full, if, if, since he was full participation and ready to roll, I would not get cute and put McKissick over Akers. Yeah, I, I think he's going to be a full participant. I still think he's going to split a little, but I, I do have kind of a feeling that they're going to want to, like, show off that Akers is back and give him the goal line runs. Because, you know, Sean McVay's that type of guy, right? Like, he's going to want a statement-type thing and be like, no, nah, he's back from Achilles. And... Yeah, I can see that. And like I Also, said, should be, I mean, it should be a high-scoring game, too. I mean, it would yeah. be, I, I would love to be – I would love for it. To so be there's going to be – I mean, there's going to be a bunch of yards, a bunch of points available. Oh, man. Imagine to come, come in with the first game of the season – and just it just like score after score, like just like back and forth. I mean, I, I really hope it's not yeah. The barn. I got a couple one. I would like that too. Um, <laughs> that would be dope. I don't really have anybody but Acres, so that's yeah. why I'm gonna play him because I want to watch this game and root for somebody because he's. I have G- Gabe Davis, but I think I'm gonna sit him because it's in your league where it's a two wide receiver. Well, league. all right. Well, who would you rather play, Gabe Davis or Allen Robinson? Oh. <laughs> That Ooh. is a tough call, right? For you guys, <sighs> not for me. I know who I'd play. Yeah, that's that's the tough. That's a toughie. And that and that, <sighs> that that could be an option you could have, right? Like you could have both Allen Robinson and Gabriel Davis. Hundred percent. That's really tough. Uh, oh wow. Yeah. No, no comment. I guess if I had to <laughs> pick, I'm gonna do. Uh, I think Gabe Davis. Stick, I'll stick with Gabe Davis. Yeah, stick to the guns. I'm going with the home team, the guy who has a fresh quarterback. Not really fresh. Is, uh, yeah, anything, Matthew Stafford's the opposite. Of I was going to say fresh <laughs> fresh for him. Um, you know, finally has a guy who uh, is an actual quarterback, throwing him the football. Uh, I'm excited for Allen Robinson. Uh, didn't get him in most of my leagues because just of how everything fell. Nothing really, really worked out for me. Um, but, yeah, I, I love Allen Robinson. He's, I, I, I'm excited to see him play. So I, I would go Allen Robinson over Gabriel Davis, but we all know my my thoughts on him. Okay. <laughs> all right. Uh, next game, let's go to the Saints at the Falcons. Ooh. Just uh, interesting because another game with a bunch of guys that might be on the fringe. Um, Michael Thomas, a guy that first game back in, what, two years now? Yeah, over two years. Over two years. I mean, drafted pretty much – Middle rounds in every league that I was in, he was he fluctuated wildly depending on the league you were mm. playing, playing in. Like I'd see him go round, I see him like go round like late three, early four, drop to five, uh, six. I was like, it's so. I got weird. him in seven in our league. It, it just, yeah, I think it was like six to eight for most of my leagues. It's really strange. Um, it all depends on who you drafted with and and like and how people valued him. Because I mean, I get it. Look again, like you said, he hasn't played. 
two years or whatever to 2020. It's, it's, it's a tough situation. He's not coming back to Drew Brees. He's coming back to Jameis Winston. You know, like, will they run that same, you know, eight yard slant? Like, who knows? It's also Dennis Allen too, and it's not Sean Payton. So it's like, did Sean Payton give him the giant, uh, you know, like menu that he usually uses on offense? Like, how is that? Like, it's. I like Mike Thomas. I wouldn't play him more than a flex this week, though. Um, I want to see him on the field and what he could do before I get real excited about it. Because he hasn't if, played, he hasn't if, played any preseason games, right? Like he hasn't really done anything. Done anything. Nah, so. but if he's playing, if he's back from his hamstring, whatever his little, his minor hamstring, I never know what that means. Like. What what hap- what what's like a little hamstring? Like what's a minor hamstring? It's like a little, a little baby. <laughs> it's like it's just sore. Like I don't know what's going on. Um, but if he plays, uh, I start him. I don't know. It's against the Falcons. Yeah, I just think I just think it's it's like one of these comeback stories. I just play him. If he plays, I, I'm in on him. I'm not missing it. I'm not gonna have him on my bench when he like. When the guy who was supposed to be the best receiver in football, who just got back from a two-year hiatus, comes comes back with a with a roaring vengeance. All right, so you're playing Mike Thomas or Gabe Davis? <laughs> Mike Thomas, right, yeah, for good. sure. I look, I want nothing more than Mike Thomas to succeed because obviously, you know, good for him and good for the Saints. So yeah. Um, let's see. I mean, on the on the Saints side, obviously Kamara. I mean, Jameis wants in two quarterback leagues. On the Falcons side, Drake London, are we trusting him as a rookie? Or not, put him on the not, bench? Not week yeah, one. Yeah, not yet. Not week not one. Yet. We, we, yeah, we we just, look. Wait for a couple of weeks, see how, we, see how he gets used. Obviously, Kyle Pitts is going to go off. Um, Saints, I don't know what it is. And maybe, maybe it's not so much lately. But for some reason, I always just remember that anytime the Saints went up against a good tight end, they just really just got walked over. Um, so, I i mean, Kyle Pitts is going to be in your starting lineup, but I just really like his prospects this week of being, like, possibly, like, the number one tight end of the week. Um, and I'm excited to see what Mariota's doing. I'm not playing him in any leagues. I'm just, again, I don't know how, I, I just, I'm really excited. I don't know if you can tell. Uh, two more two more sleeps until football. So, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited all around. And, uh, you want to have a player who's going to really be bad this week? Who probably is some people's RB2, depending on when you drafted. Cordero Patterson. Yep. Uh, not feeling this week. Saints have one of the best run defenses in the NFL. And I don't. I know he's a pass catching back, but I think they're going to be able to shut them down pretty, pretty, pretty well. So beware of Cordero Patterson this week. All right. Let's go to the next game. We got the Patriots at Dolphins. Uh, one of my favorite storylines of uh, of teams traveling to different climates. Patriots went to uh, Miami five days early to get used to the humidity down there. Belichick playing checkers. I mean chess while everyone else is checkers. Um, I mean the big <clears throat> biggest question for Patriots is Stevenson or Harris. Uh, Belichick just came out and praised Stevenson's route running and catching abilities. Made me feel a lot better about picking Stevenson in uh, in your league. 
Yeah, I'm excited for. I can't. I gotta stop saying the word excited. I think I should get like. I should put like money in a jar every time I hear the fucking word excited. Uh, or just at the source. Take take that money and spend it on the source. I mean, that's just too much work. Um, the prospects of Stevenson are awesome. Um, he showed amazing flashes last year and got what benched, thrown like basically thrown away because he was fumbling the ball. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, you can't do that in Belichick's offense. But Mm-mm. I think if he has that shit under wraps. He is going to be not. I, I, I mean, it might be close in rushing yards. Um, last year, Harris had 300 more than he did in three more games than Stevenson. But I think Stevenson's going to ha- uh, outcatch him. And I'm saying, like, you know, Damian Harris is not the worst running back out of the backfield, but I think Stevenson's going to overtake him in that aspect. And I like him this game. I'll, I'd play him. I play him in my flex. Yeah, he's, what, Hunter Henry and Stevenson, the only Patriots? I don't really, I just really don't like the Patriots right now. <laughs> I mean, in general? Join the club. I mean, at all, yeah. like, why not? What a, what a, what about Yeah, it? I don't like, I don't like this whole Joe Judge, uh, Matt Patricia thing. I'm, I'm out on the Patriots for the time being until I see what happens in the regular season. And I have a no, no Patriots start embargo. Until I know, until I see him play. There we go. You heard it here first. I don't play any Patriots for the for the time being. Okay. San- putting sanctions down on them. Wow. Yeah, Rough. I'm sanctioning the Patriots a- as usual, as they always are sanctioned. If I was playing the, one of those rare TD-only leagues, I don't know if those still exist, um, Hunter Henry would be a good play, though, as your tight end. Nine TDs last year. So, There you go. I don't know. It was a thing. Um, and on the Dolphin side, obviously you're playing the two wide receivers. Um, what do we make of that backfield? Chedmins is gaining a lot of steam recently. Yeah, a lot of talk about him. Uh, you know, sort of distancing himself a little more and uh, should be getting a lot of work. But again, that's I. that backfield is still crowded. They got rid of, uh, what was it, Michelle? Yeah. And, and still the depth chart just seems like there's too many players back there um, to get carries. And most are, you know, he's fast. The fast dude, we're going to use him a lot. I don't know. I, I like Edmonds. And yeah, we know. In, in a 12-team in a league, he probably warrants, I think, playing time in PPR. And I, I, I mean, I stay clear of them. I think he can stay clear of that Dolphins backfield for at least a couple weeks, unless... He's your RB2 for some reason. I mean, he's getting, started getting drafted pretty high. And, you know, there are those people who, you know, are very big nowadays. Everyone does the zero RB draft strategy. Um, yeah. That's like, that's, that's, talk about something gaining steam. Everyone's doing that. If you're doing that, Chase Edmonds is probably one of your starting running backs. So, um, you know, got in PPR, like I said, he's got good abilities out of the backfield, so to catch the ball. So, like I said, I think like a low end flex this week yeah i I like hill and waddle and um i mean yeah and i uh i want to just wait and see on a lot of these players on these two teams but if you did the no rb and you picked admins sure i'm not i don't think he's not going to get like four three four catches so he'll prop you i think he'll prop up over 10 points regardless of of outcome so if you did no rb and you ended up with stevenson and 
Jay's Edmonds and you had to play one of them, which one are you picking? Edmonds or Stevenson? I'm picking Edmonds, and if I had to pick one of the one of all the running backs, I'd pick Harris because I think he has the most touchdown potential. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Damian Harris is always good for a touchdown. So uh, okay. if I had to choose between any running back, it would be him. Okay. I like it. All right. Next game, Baker Mayfield's revenge game, Browns at Panthers. Um, on the Brown side, obviously Chubb. I mean, I would play Hunt just because he was my RB3 last year in my deep league. Ran him all, all year. Didn't steer me wrong. He was my RB2 in Anthony's league. Um, Amari Cooper, he was obviously going a lot lower than he normally would have. Is he a start? Even with a uh, Brissett right out of the gate, I think all three. Yeah, comfortably. You could, you could probably start. I'm like I am a known non-fan of Amari Cooper, uh, especially not with a good quarterback like mm-hmm. you know, throwing to him. So, um, but yeah, I st- still see him as a startable wide receiver right now. Uh, his talent is there, but and definitely Chubb and Hunt. I mean, they are together and they are both healthy. Um, they they could put on a show. So and Hunt on any other team could be a should be a starting running back. Like true. Oh, so yeah, I th- I think we have to ask ourselves how much do th- how much does things change from Sam Darnold to Jacob Brisket, and I'm not sure. Sam Darnold, you mean Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield. Yeah, sorry. Same thing. Whatever. Yeah, Same this thing. guy, Same thing. that guy, yeah. Yeah, Baker Mayfield to Jacob Brisket. And honestly, like, you probably lose some explosive plays, but you also lose a lot of those plays where where um, Baker Mayfield thinks he can scramble and he's back in college and he's faster than NFL players and he's actually not, and he kills drives, which he did, like is his biggest Achilles heel. So... I'm not sure how much things change. And last year, these three guys were all three solid starters. I play them all. Uh, yeah, I like them all. I think they're just the three players on that offense that will get relied on. Uh, they're really the only three players that are are good on that offense. So I, I think they all have solid uh, contributions. Well, one guy that I – wasn't able to get, but David Njoku on the Browns. Apparently, uh, his usage rate in preseason was back to like his like two years ago level where he was a top ten tight end. So I mean, they paid him if money. He's, <laughs> so. Yeah, if he's on the waiver wire and he has a good week one, it might be like that's their plan for the year. So snatch him up. I mean, his second year in the league was the only year that mattered. I mean, six hundred thirty nine yards and fifty six receptions. Um, other yeah, it was like it's, yeah, it was like 80% routes or something like that. Yeah. Like of of plays he was on 80% of routes. I don't know. I I, I steer clear of Njoku. I mean, I was a big fan of him coming out of college, but uh, no, I'm saying not play. I'm just saying keep an eye on him. Oh, I mean, yeah, of course, keep an eye on all these players. Um, I <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch I, all the games. Well, definitely watch all the games. Uh, I just I can't. I don't know how many people can uh, reset. Uh, support, right? Like, uh, I, I, don't, I think someone's gonna fail, and if someone's gonna fail, it's gonna be the least talented of of the four. Well, yeah. And that's it. I think you got the yeah, two running backs and Cooper. 
Uh, I mean, Panthers, any surprises? Nothing, really. Uh, anyone interested in LaVisca Chenault? <laughs> Ooh, LaVisca is a risky play. Not saying, you, you, I'm not saying I'm playing. You said those magic no. words. I'm just going to say, I mean, John might play him. Uh, but, you know, as John would say, he's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, when I, when I keep... <laughs> <laughs> you got to keep your eye on these guys. But, uh, Especially LaVisca, because John loves that dude. They went out, They, I mean, look, late... A late preseason grab uh, from uh, Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville saw that they don't need him because of the ETN. Uh, they have a bunch of guys. They have a bunch of guys. They have about 53 of them. And, uh, yeah, Chanel, I look, he's a you know gadgety play guy, can do a lot. And uh, But, like I said, he's one of those guys that can end up being like a bi-week villain. I just, it's just an interesting name to see there. Um, Robbie Anderson is useless. Um, what if what if Baker really likes oh, Robbie? Oh, I know. Look, imagine imagine if the Renaissance that would be if Robbie Anderson come back. Um, it's a whole new offense. You know who could be a little scary? DJ Moore. Baker ne- Baker doesn't like wide receiver ones. He just <laughs> rather not play that game. You think you're better than the Baker Mayfield? I'm not throwing to you. Um, no, DJ Moore seems like a very stand up guy though. He's not the the in your face type so hopefully they get along just well i mean yeah i hope so because considering what he's done with no with with little or no talent over the past three years um you know you can see what he's gonna do with a little to no talent with baker exactly sure yeah Yeah. so it's just those two guys right unless greg olson came back and i didn't hear of it oh shit greg olson again (laughs) who i was gonna say who is their tight end right now it's tommy tremble so uh, of course the yeah. name, the name that we all know and love. All right, last game, uh, Colts at Texans. Um, How'd you pick these, John? I don't know, just randomly. Want to want to know? Want to know why we got Cleveland and Carolina and Colts and Texans? I don't know because all the other games were like like oh obvious like obvious picks. You would okay sure. Yeah, why not go with the good games that are obvious picks? <laughs> that would be right. strange. Well, or so what? Packers Vikings play all your dudes? Like, you don't play all your all your dubs. You play yeah. all no, your no. dubs. Oh, play all your dubs. <laughs> Honestly, that's a great team name for fantasy. Play all your dubs. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, like, oh, that's like, or awesome. like Amadoub. He's. Oh, uh, that's a good one. Or, no, sorry. We're all dubs is probably. You know uh, what? I got him on my team. I should change my team to where all dudes. I like Dubal Dubal Dragon. I actually like that. I don't know why I don't like that one. You know, yeah. aren't you guys pick a game? <laughs> we, oh, Dubal Dubal Dribble. Dubal There's so many double yeah. things. Oh man. Chiefs Cardinals. Oh, play everyone. <laughs> He's so mad. He's so mad. Yeah, this isn't what I thought. All right, John. We'll do your games. Indianapolis against the downtrodden Houston Texans. <laughs> Where there's, do you want to play Damien? I know this is, we just, we just want to talk about Pierce. Go, talk about Pierce. Pretty much. Do it. <laughs> you drafted Pierce. Well, in, one, in one league. Yeah, quit picking it, the games to get start-sit advice for your team. <laughs> All right, Kareem Hunt or Damien Pierce? Uh, Kareem Hunt. Yeah, I'm going Kareem Hunt. I like Okay. I, I know I'm going to get a lot, of, uh, a lot of receptions at the end. I, I just, That's not, true. Yeah, I'm not anti-Damien Pierce either. Correct. Just uh, pro Kareem Hunt, yeah. Yeah, Kareem Hunt is um, probably in your flex spot and is probably going to get 17 points if you have PPR. That's just the the facts of the matter. 
All right, we can do one more game since we have some time. Uh, Chiefs Cardinals. Oh, oh, Are you playing any of the Chiefs? What <laughs> Chiefs wide receiver? We're done. Uh, Edith, did you really just wanted to talk about the Texans? We didn't have to do the game. You could have just said no. Damian All right. Pierce. Well, pretty much just Damian Pierce. Uh, Chiefs Cardinals, because we're all, obviously you're playing Brandon Cooks to get 12 points. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! We're talking more like 15, 16 here. 15, right. 16 points. And, right. and Nico Collins is a guy to keep your eye on. Like John Nico said. Collins is stash on two of my benches. There you go. Or, no, one of one of my benches. Keep your eyes on. <laughs> keep yes, your eye on as we said. Um, are we playing Juju MVS? Actually, Sky Moore. Keep your eyes on him. If he makes it through, if he makes a pass game one, you might have a player on your hands. But <laughs> he's got to make a pass game one. Something he hasn't done in his career. So. Or Alec Pierce, too. That's another a guy in the Colts Keep behind Pittman. Keep your eye on. Ricky, I believe. <laughs> yes. Okay, sorry. Arizona. Right, Chief, or, wait, for the Chiefs wide receivers, are we going to wait and see? Or I mean, a lot of people spent like six-round draft picks on Juju, so like they're obviously going to have to play you're him. You're playing Juju, yeah. You're, you're playing him. And the way people have drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, he's – Someone's RB two, RB you know, RB three, mm-hmm. yeah, being played. Um, honestly, though, I'm comfortable with both of those guys. By the way, to play week one, yeah, I am too. Um, especially you know, versus the Cardinals defense, and I don't even like Juju. I'm just comfortable with play. He, he's still going to be fine. I, I overreacted on Juju. Yeah, I think you may have overreacted earlier on. I think I did. I think I may have. <laughs> but I you went off on him. Tick, the TikTok thing just bothers me, but I forgot how much. Mahomes' life is just centered around annoying TikTok, so it's it's can't bring your work home though. You got that work life balance. Just imagine like what he could do because last year he had like what uh, Ben's like twenty catches. Yeah, like yeah, well he was hurt too, but like you know just Ben's wiggly wiggly wobbly arm who can't throw anything. Like now he has like the best quarterback in the league, so you know. Yeah, and they moved him from outside to slot too, and he's a big body receiver, so it didn't really make sense. So I was hard on Juju, you know. I'm, I got to take my feelings out of it, and I'm I'm doing a little 180. But if he's bad, then I, I forget this conversation. Going 180 <laughs> back the other way. Yeah, 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 right for sure. Don't start Sky Moore. Don't get no, cute. No, don't. I don't think many people are thinking about it, but. I don't think Sky Moore is going to be good to like week eight. Um, I think it's going to take a lot of time for Sky Moore. Yeah, I, I he's the guy who I was high on early, like when we were doing our fucking rankings. But I started souring on. Um, there's a lot of bodies to get past for him to see. I agree. Time, you know, and I don't know if it's going to. Like I said, maybe week eight, but maybe not even. Like. He's got to move up, and it's going to be tough to break through Schuster, uh, MVS, and Hardman, I think. What least... are the chances of a year for McCole Hardman breakout? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you talk to him, I think he'll probably say it's probably pretty good. Um, yeah, it's happening. It's um, And the same thing with MVS. I mean, everyone's excited about him. You know, moving to another good quarterback from a yeah. another really good from a, from another really good quarterback. I mean, if he could make mean, yeah, if he could make it happen with Rodgers, he's probably not going to make it happen with Mahomes. I mean, I I don't know. Um, they they're definitely, I think, far and away ahead of Sky Moore at this point. But I don't see I, I want like five hundred yards for Hardman, maybe like six hundred for Scantling, maybe. Juju's gonna be the one that's gonna make like twelve hundred yards. Yeah, the thing is, what we're saying is, there's just gonna be a bunch of competent 
receivers that Mahomes is going to spread it around to. Um, and so have Mahomes on your team like everybody does. Uh, I, I didn't. He was dropping in some drafts uh, to the fourth, fifth uh, QB taken, and that was um, it's just a little crazy to me. So- I mean, He's the best. He's the best quarterback I've ever seen. Him or Rodgers. Uh, Brady's the best quarterback ever. Peyton, <laughs> Manning's, Peyton Manning's the most talented quarterback of his whole career that I've seen in my lifetime. Uh, but the best, like, um, just pure one season to play quarterback talent I've seen in in a while is either Rodgers or Mahomes. Um, now, if they do it, if Mahomes does it for another twenty years, he'll probably surpass uh, Peyton and Rogers. But like him falling was weird to me. Yeah, yeah I, I think people put Mahomes and, and Rogers in the same uh, like area of like they lost their best wide receiver and they have no talent around them. And I want to be like, I think Rogers has it worse off. Yeah. Then Mahomes. For sure. Mahomes. And he's much older. Mah- I was gonna say Mahomes is also like hitting his prime, if that. Like he still is like on an upward trajectory. Where Rogers looks like he's a mountain man ready to just retire in a log cabin with like a big axe. Like that's yeah. like well, it's a different situation. And and he also has Kelsey, by the way. Mahomes. I think the big difference is if if Rogers was twenty six. And this happened to him if he lost Devontae Adams. Rodgers used to have wheels. I think he would just, like, be like, fuck it. I'm going to put up, like, 600 rushing yards this year. Um, I think that's what Mahomes is going to do. Mahomes has wheels. I think we're going to see some running out of him that we aren't used to. Uh, He he used to run a lot more in college. Yeah, we forget he could really run. And that's, like, the wild card for me. Is Mm -hmm. I I think we're going to see a lot more Patrick Mahomes uh, rushing. And it's just going to be... I don't know. I got a feeling he's he's gonna he's gonna have a wild fantasy. Well, last I could be I could be off base. Last year he was his most rushing yards, uh, sixty six considered attempts, uh, and uh, three hundred eighty one rushing yards. I yeah, I could definitely see over five hundred rushing yards. I'll say if you get five hundred, that's a lot. Right? Yeah, five hundred. Yeah, not not bad. You know, one thing he had to uh, sort of shut down, which he sort of hurt himself last year, was the interceptions. Um, so he's got to yeah. just get that shit under control. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Mahomes is a, like top three, like fantasy. No I'd like to see what he does with a lot, with a really good offensive line, which he supposedly has now. Um, I'm okay with some interceptions. Yeah. He was just throwing them. I mean, and some of them just were get over 5,000 yards, <laughs> you know, 5,000 yards. 13 interceptions ain't bad. Yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, we're 5,000. 50 touchdowns, please. What about the Cardinals? We have the Cardinals. Uh, let's see. Wow. Um, Still got Rondell Moore, A.J. Green. Obviously, Anthony's James Conner, RB1. Um, Ronald Mess, man. The TDs are there. The TDs are there. And he's a great option out of the backfield. And the only person that's really going to be on his butt is uh, is Eno Benjamin. And he's not bad. Like, for, for like, they'll take away carries. They have, they have Darrell Williams, but I'm not worried about him. Uh, Connor, bro, going to light it up. Again, 27. 
Still only 27. And doesn't have the 27-year-old mileage on him. Wait, like right. But I'm saying, basically, Rondell Moore, is he an option to start for people? I don't have him. I'm just literally asking. Not week one. Um, Not week one? No. I, mean, no. they I have... want to see if he's more than a gadget player this year. And, I mean, they said they're going to, they're gonna, you know, use him a lot more, like, in standard, like, you know, play, like you said, like, not gadgety plays. He's going to be on the field more, not just, like, long fucking, you know, bombs and shit like that. And at this point, I mean, what, it's Hollywood Brown and Rondell Moore and A.J. Green, like, I like Rondell Moore on a, like, stashed away on the bench, maybe, you know, a couple weeks down the road, but then, you know, Hopkins yeah. shows up and... That old shit can takes take loose. takes it away. So, all right, uh, all right, it's tough. Fair enough. All right, those are our top games of the week. All premier games, no bad teams in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John picked them for no, no uh, hidden motives. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no motives ulterior motives in this. Just straight up best content for you guys. Before we go to our last segment, John, I will yes. say, um, and Brian, I, um, I'm going to put the song in afterwards i can't play it off the cuff like you were going to just lead me into because my wife is sleeping right behind me so, you should get your own podcast oh, creepy so, creepy <laughs> so i i am using the bedroom at this point because i don't have a setup yet uh in the new house so yes so they could can leave the next segment and i'll i'll cut it and we'll i'll add the it's time for the boys of the week So now I'll put it right there. See, look, perfect segue. No one's even gonna. No one's gonna hear this. No, no one's gonna know. No one's gonna right. know. <laughs> All right, Brian, you go first. You were the leader last season. When we got the too busy. reigning big boy boy champion. <laughs> oh yeah, that we're not really actually sure about because John loses the <laughs> rankings every year. Um, I, I I keep him on like the uh, the etch a sketch. He takes copious Shit. notes every week about like our bets about the boys. And for some reason, they're, every year they're, they're gone. I told they're on a nature sketch. <laughs> sure. I mentioned uh, this boy earlier. Um, I'm going to put him as my first boy of the week of the year. J.D. McKissick. Oh, the inaugural uh, boy. <laughs> the inaugural boy, J.D. McKissick. Um, you know, look, go back and look at his stats last year. Every single game, 40 yards rushing, 50 yards receiving. Just it's consistent, consistent, consistent. Big touchdown guy. Um, weirdly, he, he got a lot of touchdowns. So, you know, when he's healthy, this guy's a top 30 running back, both last year and the year before it. Uh, same offense. Actually, you know, won a bidding war with the Bills. I know I said the Chiefs in a past podcast by accident. With the Bills for him. That's right. I forgot about that. And then he went back on it. Yeah. Brian Robinson is shot. Like I said, Antonio <laughs> Gibson is unliked. Um, I can see McKissick coming Perfect. in 35 yards rushing, 65 yards receiving, and a touchdown. Yeah. I, I, I like that. And that's a big boy right there. And I do like, you know, the possibilities with Carson Wentz and him. And they don't like Gibson. So. I, 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 you know, we are big JD McKissick fans over here. All right, my first boy of the week. I will also go to a backup running back, as in a 
three down back. I'm going to Heem Hines, 5,000 against Houston. Bad defense. Might be a blowout. They might give Jonathan Taylor a break. Also, they keep saying they want to get Naheem Hines more involved. They said that last year. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe they actually get it this year. But I'm gonna for week one, I'm going to say it's true. He's going to get six catch, five catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. I mean, if there's going to be anything, yeah, it's going to be catches. Um, after uh, JT runs for 170 yards. Yeah. Um, I like how we're starting off with dumpers, with dumper boys. Listen, you got to go back to your roots. Oh, I got no dumper boys. Um, but I am going to – I'm going to go with a guy who we mentioned earlier in the podcast. Um, if He's a guy that if you want to play him any week of the year, it's week one. And his name is Sammy Watkins. There is a mm-hmm. we are Alan Lazard might not be playing this week. Um, we love we you know we Dubes is a guy we like just because of his name. Uh, there who is who is Rogers throwing to right? If it's week one, it's Sammy Watkins. You got to get him in before he gets hurt, and when he has the opportunity. And we know Sammy Watkins produces week one. Like three years ago, it was like forty points. Two years ago, it was twenty-seven points. So it was, it, he's constantly getting points week one. So if there's any time you ever want to play Sammy Watkins, it's week one. He's going to go for over 100 yards and a touchdown. And Rodgers is throwing the ball. So that's it. I like it. All right, Brian. All right. Boy number two of the inaugural boys. I'm going to go with, and this is a throwback. This is for you, Anthony. Uh-huh. I'm going Mark Ingram, the return oh, to shit. New Orleans against Atlanta, division rivals. I'm I'm saying this boy punches in twice. That's an old-time I'm, boy. Yeah, I, I don't think he gets more than 35 yards, but he's getting two touchdowns. They're going to treat him well. It's his first game back. Uh, they missed him. They love him. He, you know... What's-his-name tried to be him for, for Latavius Murray, or as Dave says, Latvius. Tried to be him for a while. He did a good job. <laughs> but they're going to welcome him back in style. They're going to give him a couple goal line carries. I can see it happening, but it sucks. I don't want Kamara's uh, value to be taken away. <laughs> I don't want to get vultured by Mark Ingram. <laughs> 32-year-old Mark Ingram. I don't want that to happen. Oh, God. Anyway. All right. <laughs> My second boy. I'm going to go with a guy also previously mentioned. I'm going to go Rondell Moore, fourth, only $4,000. First to Chiefs, high-scoring game. This is the week for gadget plays. There's going to be a flea flicker, and Rondell Moore is going to be wide open down the field, 50 <laughs> yards down the field. You're thinking Cardinal was throwing flea flickers? I, don't, I, I mean, I, I like calling- I'm calling yeah. a flea flicker touchdown for Rondell Moore. If that happens, I'm the automatic winner of the week. Yeah, sure. You got it. Lock it in. Contract <laughs> signed. If it doesn't happen, you lose our respect. Well, <laughs> had to have some respect for us to lose it, but. It's a good point. It's a good point. Um, all right. I'm going to go uh, back to the Colts where John was, and I'm going to go with a guy I also mentioned earlier, and I was glad no one mentioned his name uh, now, but I'm going to go Alec Pierce, rookie. Um, big rookie out of Cincinnati, six foot three, drafted in the second, second round of the Colts. Uh, he's going to step right in, right across to Michael Pittman, uh, and be the number two wide receiver on that offense. Um, and it should be a good offense. I mean, 
I don't know if we remember Matt Ryan has some weapons. He still has still has some time left in that body to throw the ball like before he's uh you know fading away into the sunset. Um, yeah, time left in that body. Time left in that body. <laughs> sure. <laughs> For football. What my grandpappy used to always say, you got time, time left, left in, in that, that body. body. <laughs> I like how the uh just side note, quick side note, the Colt all the Colts are like just really passively aggressively insulting Carson Wentz all preseason. They're like, oh yeah, the offense seems so different with Matt Ryan. Like the balls are getting there like on time and so crisp. <laughs> the subtle dig that Carson Wentz. That's subtle. His balls dig. are so crisp. <laughs> I love that, Matt Ryan. All right. I love the crispy balls of Matt Ryan to get the ball to <laughs> Alec Pierce. I'm going to go five catches and 80 yards for a rookie debut. That's a pretty good debut. All right, Brian, last boy of 2022 week one. Last boy, big boy. Um, I'm going Joshua Palmer. I think we got a little Sunday. He was my boy. A little Sunday matinee shootout right here with multi, multi, multi multiple fantasy options. Not matinee. It's a 425. That's my bad. A Sunday evening shootout with um, multiple fantasy options. I think it's a guns a-blazing. Nice. We're going to spread it around. There's going to be enough for Eckler. There's going to be enough for Keenan Allen. And we're going to give some to Joshua Palmer. Six catches, 85 yards. Hopefully he finds pay dirt. Okay, he Palm was, Sunday. That was my second. That was my that was my uh, last boy too. Oh, sorry. It's all good. It's all good. Plenty of boys to go around. All right. Uh, all right. It's gonna be. A bit... <laughs> yeah, but that that was. Um, bit of a risky boy. I'm gonna go. Hopefully he's healthy. He's questionable right now, obviously, because it's Kadarius Tony. So he's always questionable. However, That's true. He's a questionable boy. Forty-one. 4,100 at Tennessee. Tennessee defense lost a lot of luster, luster last year. I think they're going to be more like the defense of last year, not two years ago. Kadarius Tony is a speedster, and Brian Dable is going to get him in the open field. Daniel Jones just got to make simple throws. Nothing too crazy. Get Tony the ball and let him run. So I think it's going to be like they're going to target him like eight times. He's going to get five catches. 100 yards and a uh, a long touchdown like 40 yard touchdown 40 yard i like it all right all right so i have to be uh looking for a backup boy didn't have one Just hoping no one took my uh my initial three but this is can't be, hope that this is a long shot boy this is a long shot boy uh i am going to go with jalen rager well, yes, <laughs> he goes from the team that uh, he got drafted, traded to the Vikings, who got Justin Jefferson a pick right after, I believe, uh, the Eagles took Rager. So the Eagles' 21st pick is now with the 22nd pick of the draft. I think all the off, all the defense is going to be worrying about Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, uh, and Dalvin Cook that he's going to get open for one long pass for 70-plus yards and a touchdown. You know, suddenly John's flu flicker, flicker doesn't sound so bad. <laughs> Sounds plausible. All right, we're turning this into a Kirk, Kirk Cousins flu flicker. No, uh, one 170-plus yard touchdown catch for Jalen Rager, and he's just going to it's gonna really piss off Eagles fans. So there's a bonus for you. They're going to piss off some Eagles fans. Like that bonus, I like. I mean, it. they're gonna be pissed off anyways, probably no matter what. True. Yeah. 
That's, they always are. They never. Only when they win the Super Bowl are they happy. And then five minutes later, they're pissed off. All right. Um, with that, uh, I guess we're, well, we are here at week one. I am very, very um, enthusiastic. I am not excited. I am enthusiastic for, there we go. for this uh, week okay. one. So with that. Very happy in the pants. You can Thrilled. find us on Twitter at fantasy underscore lens where we are answering all your fantasy football questions. We are dropping knowledge. We are giving hot takes like everyone else. Uh, and you can find this podcast wherever podcasts are available. Apple, Google, Spotify. Just search uh, fantasy lens and you will find us. And football is finally here for 2022. We are Fantasy Lens, and we will see you next week.